I was like, what is the first diet you've ever done? And I like to ask that question because that makes you think. When you stop and think about how long you're dieting, it's like then dieting is your life. That is a long time. So to think, you know, nothing's working. Well, why not? Because you're not diving deeper into the mindset piece. Like you've really ruined your metabolism at this point because you've been doing such restrictive things for so long from the time you wake up to the time that you go to bed, all you are thinking about is what you are putting in your body. What you cannot put in your body. What you cannot, what you cannot put in your body. Now, Mm -hmm. cause that's what, what it is. You're not waking up being like, Oh, I can't wait to eat that slim fast shake. It's more like, Oh, I wish I could actually eat eggs and bacon. Yeah. 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 Right. from Such a young age. Like we are over consumed with food and like it all starts for everyone at such a young age that it's just your, it's just your life now. It's your life. Oh, okay. So what we are going to cover in this episode, (laughs) we jumped right in. We jumped right in. And here's what we are going to cover. We are going to talk about this phenomenon of dieting as your life where it comes from the generational aspects of 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 diet culture um and what it does to you where you are right now how it affects your life your relationships your work your business your love your health your spirit all of that stuff and how to break the cycle how to break it and why it's important to break the cycle stay tuned Welcome to the podcast, Empowered by Design. I am your host, Dr. Liz, a hopeful romantic, mom of two beautiful souls, and partner to the love of my life. As a licensed psychologist, I love helping people heal, grow, and shine. I am a love and relationship specialist and owner of Visionistas by Design Wellness Boutique, where we lead with love and empower you to fly. This podcast delivers inspirational stories, conversations, and lessons on the power of tuning in body, mind, heart, soul, and spirit, following your intuition, seeing the signs, and listening to the whispers from angels. To pursue your dreams in life, work, and love with intentional vision. Share the love, spread the power, dream, design, deliver. Welcome to the Empowered by Design podcast. I am so, so excited to be with you today and bringing a special guest, Catherine Grimes, registered dietitian and nutritionist of five years, specializing in mindset and metabolism. She has helped hundreds of women find food, freedom, and confidence by healing relationships with diet and exercise. She is here to empower you to live a happy, and sustainable lifestyle, all while accomplishing your health and fitness goals. Kat will meet you where you are at. 
find a plan that works for you, not against you, and always focuses on long-term sustainable results. Follow her on Instagram at that.rd.cat. Join her free Facebook community, Mindset and Metabolic Restoration for Women. DM her to schedule your free 15-minute discovery call today. Welcome, Kat. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and talk with you. Yeah. So we already started chatting. We, that's what we do. <laughs> when we get started, we just keep going. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So um, I always love to start off just talking about how we connected, how we met. We have an overlapping passion mission for empowering women to live life full of joy and right now instead of waiting instead of waiting for the goal or the whatever to happen um, and delaying that happiness we want you all we want women we want everyone men and women to be happy and joyful and fulfilled right now yes absolutely and i think that's something, you know, me as a dietitian, I find a lot of women saying, I mainly work with women, so really don't work with men, but all my ladies that do work with me, they're expecting this feeling of happiness when I lose 10 pounds, when I hit my weight loss goal. So, you know, I've discovered on my own journey, when I did hit that goal, when I did compete in my bodybuilding show, when I was my smallest self, I was the most uncomfortable, unconfident I've ever felt. And Mm. that part of my journey is why I'm here right now is to show you, you do not need to lose 10 pounds to be happy. You can absolutely be happy right now in your current life um, and be present, enjoy the confidence you do have right now and bring that into the best version of you. Yeah, I love that. I love the right now. That is absolutely, absolutely the goal. <laughs> like enjoy the present moment because we do get caught up so much in in everything else. What's what has happened in the past, the regret about the past, the worry for the future, the striving, um, and not that saying goals are are necessarily bad for us. We need to have some kind of direction and vision. I'm all about the vision. And also recognizing the power of tuning in right now to what's what's happening in order to feel present in life and be able to to not miss those those beautiful moments of connection and and joy that we have. Yeah. And I think that's something, you know, you and I were talking a little bit before we got started with everything, but um kind of thinking back of how much dieting has affected your life or, you know, some conversations I even had this week was, um, you know, looking back at a photo of yourself, I'm sure everyone listening can relate and be like, all right, in that photo, oh my God, I like wish I looked like that now, mm-hmm. you know, looking mm-hmm. back on a photo and being like, I wish I had that body, but in that photo, you can bring yourself back and you can still be like, I was still not happy with my body in that photo even. So, Mm -hmm. so many women were associating a smaller body or a weight loss goal with happiness where, Mm -hmm. you know, if I look back on a photo of me being maybe 10 pounds lighter, 
I was still picking my body apart. I was still not happy. I was not living my fullest life because diet really consumed me. So, you know, my, my piece here is to give you the tools you need to be confident in the now in this before picture, before you get to that after picture, you know? So if you don't love yourself now, you're not all of a sudden going to lose, love yourself. If I could wave a magic wand and take 10 pounds off of you. Yes. Um, So I think that's something. Absolutely. And we are 100% in line with helping people boost their confidence, right? So that is something for us, even at the Empowered by Design podcast, that is one of our themes for this season is loving yourself, loving others very confidently with confidence and recognizing where you have confidence so that you can expand it into the other areas of your life. But yeah, so I'm so excited. Tell us, tell us a little bit about your work and what you do. with your clients? Yeah. So I'm a dietitian of five years now. So I've worked in the clinical setting for three years. I have worked in a private practice setting and I actually started my own business about a year. It's like been a year right around this time. So yay! happy anniversary. Thank you. Yeah. It's like crazy how much has happened in this past year. Um, but this has really um, put me on the right path of what I want to be doing with my career. It's really being online has helped me reach so many other women just in a different light, you know? So I always say like, there's coaches online who are just going to kind of give you your macros or give you a meal plan and say, good luck. But I really value my relationship with my clients and really getting, to the root of issues that are happening. Like, all right, why are we not sticking to a plan? Like what's actually going on? What are those real patterns, these habits that we might need to break? Why do you not feel good in your body right now? Is there something we can find that you do feel confident in and build on that? So I really focus on a lot of the mindset piece of, all right, like kind of digging in a different way. And I know we have talked about this before, But a lot of times we're starting on an environmental level, right? We are changing. We're going through the cupboards. We are joining the gym. We are buying the gym clothes. It's all on that basic level, but we never dive into the why or who you really think you are, um, why you're doing this, how you're identifying yourself right now, the beliefs you have around diet culture. Mm -hmm. So I like to dig into those type of things first and get on the same page as your mind. So I want you to change your mindset before you change your food, if that makes sense. Um, Because, you know, so many women, again, uh, if all you're thinking is these negative thoughts of like, all right, I am never going to lose weight. I've lost weight and I can never keep it off. If that's what you're constantly telling yourself, that's going to become and stay your reality. So starting to change on a more mindset way before you go into changing your food. Yeah. And, and as you're talking, one of the things I think it is so important is um, I'm going to invite the listeners and myself, because I have, I can, I'm listening to you and I have this reaction of like, (gasps) you know, getting tense in my body, even as you're talking about this topic. And so I, that I know, I know that that is, that comes from 
myself personally, that comes from my family, that comes from experiences, that comes from culture, that comes from society. There's a lot of different places that contribute to how we talk to ourselves, our mind, our, our thoughts, what, how we perceive and, and our beliefs as well. So one thing I just am going to invite everyone to do is pause and take yeah. a deep breath right in this moment. I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> and throughout this episode, please continue to tune in with yourself and with what thoughts come up for you. What if you want to just turn the turn to a different station or get take us off because it's this is there are some intense, intense emotions that come up when we start talking about how we look our body, our body image, what we believe, where it comes from. So like, as you were talking about all those influences, we, you're right, we don't look at them enough because most of the time, because it's so emotionally and physically uncomfortable. And we hate discomfort. We hate it with a passion. And so instead of doing that work, instead of really digging in and learning more about ourselves, deepening self-awareness, which, which has so many benefits for us, for our bodies, our souls, our hearts, all of it. We don't do it because it's uncomfortable. So I'm putting that disclaimer out there right now. And you and I, I know you, you know, you're, you know exactly what I'm saying. I'm putting it out there for the listeners as well to really pay attention to what comes up as we're talking and to tune in to yourself as you're listening to us and what comes up for you and and maybe even after you listen to the whole episode spend some time with yourself writing it out just kind of doing some free writing i'm telling you this right up front we'll talk about it again at the end with that encouragement to allow yourself to process and experience the thoughts and the, the emotions and the sen physical sensations that come up throughout this this time yeah because a lot of it is so deeply rooted and so emotional to a lot of us right because like i was saying like i was saying to liz before we got really started with everything it might it might be on here somewhere already but <laughs> Um, kind of thinking to yourself, I really invite you to think about this question that I'm going to say, because um, I think it's very eye opening. And I want to, you to ask yourself, what is the first diet you've ever done? Really take some time and think about that. How long have you been dieting? And that question in itself, like I, I was talking to a, a potential client this week, and she said 1970, mm. 19. 70 mm. to 2023, all you have been thinking about is making your body look a different way, what food you can and cannot eat, the stress and anxiety, comparing yourself to this ideal image that society has set up for us. Mm -hmm. And we are so unaware of that, you know? So, like you said, is the, the first thing of like, why is changing your body and how it looks so important to you right now? Is it for you or is it for people around you and how people are viewing you? And I think that's a really important question in itself too. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. I know. And we've had this conversation, you and I, which is what prompted us to want to bring it to the, you know, to this podcast and to people everywhere, um, is the, you know, for me, I, I, we, both of us agreed and overlap, share the experience. We both share the experience of having di- dieted diet. Oh my gosh. I can't even speak. It's that's how, that's how like, it, yeah, it's, it clouds yeah. my brain. Right. Cause I'm trying to say I dieted way too early in my life. I can remember being in like middle school age and bringing slim fast shakes to school for lunch. Like my heart breaks for that version of myself. Like Mm -hmm. I have a daughter who's 12 and when you said, um, you, you said age 12, right. It was when you got my fitness pal. Right. Um, she has that on her phone and, and I, as I'm, as you said that, I'm like, it's so sneaky now because I've, I've been always so very intentional about like body positivity and talking about my own body in a positive way or just like loving, loving myself um, and modeling that for my children, my son and my daughter, because that is part of, of the solution is loving ourselves from every angle and not our body yes and all the other things as well but so i'm you know we we don't diet in our house and we well my husband does (laughs) he steps on the scale every day um so it's just you can't escape it basically is what i'm saying is like as much as we try to keep it out of our of our lives it's everywhere we go it's on tiktok it's in our speech it's just it's infiltrated every single little crevice of our society and culture is a a judgment and negative evaluation of our bodies yeah and even like kind of for yourself you know thinking about all right you were you said 12 did you say 12 i I probably was earlier than 12 but let's no i i yeah let's go with let's just go with 12. it was probably i can remember no i can remember getting weighed at the nurse's office and i remember how much i weighed in fifth grade i remember the number on the scale because we all talked about it all of our friends we talked about it and who and i was so upset that i weighed like two pounds more than my friend and that is legitimately a memory i have from fifth grade i was 10. yeah that's so So sad right like kind of think back when did your your uh thoughts or negative beliefs about yourself start and it like it could be such a young age and i always ask that also because one i i completely relate to what you're saying with the scale at the nurse's office my scale was in front of an entire gymnasium that mm. they weighed you and told you the number in front of everyone so like as a child in middle school you're already embarrassed by how much you're weighing like i got a letter sent home saying that i was overweight or obese when i was like 12 years old right mm. where i'm still growing you know what i mean like that the, the, B, the BMI letter. BMI. The, the BMI, BMI letter. Yeah, I got uh, that for my for my kid. Oh. 
letters, but, um, you know, like that's mortifying, you know, that you're getting a letter sent home to your parents that you're overweight or obese. And then, you know, you're kind of like seeing what your parents are doing, or you're, like I said, your friend's family or your friend and okay, well, this person's doing, um, the special K diet, which is eating special K all day. I don't know what the thought process behind that is, but like those silly diets, that's like what comes to my mind when I think about middle school, high school age. And like, I remember my mom doing isogenics. I remember my mom doing South beach diet and I, you know, it's no one's fault. You know, it's just, that is part of her culture too, mm-hmm. but and what the society norm was, but that's what I was raised with, you know, is like, okay, uh, we have to be losing weight. We have to look good. We have to be on a diet and let me try isogenics and drink a cleanse drink and t- 12 almonds a day. You know what I mean? So oh like gosh. right from such a young age, your family, your friends are influencing you so much. Like the societal norms for how you should look are already implanted in your head. So that's why I kind of ask, every client that I have or every woman listening right now, or any person listening right now is why is it important for you right now to why do you want to lose 10 pounds? Mm -hmm. And I always say that just as the example, obviously you might have a different goal, but why is it important to you? And I think that became very like, that's such a big question I ask because when I decided to do my big weight loss journey or my big goal of competing and being on stage in a bikini. (laughs) Um, when I really thought back to that of like, why am I doing this? I'm Mm. miserable. I don't Mm -hmm. enjoy any part of this. I hate Mm. doing all of this cardio. I'm not eating any food that I want. Um, why is this so important to me? And I realized it had nothing to do with me, but how other people viewed me. I wanted the compliment. Mm. I wanted that, that, uh, I don't want validation, I guess. Like you did it. You look great. Like you're the skinny one. Now you can do it. You can be skinny if you want to. And I, I wanted that outside validation from other people. And that journey has really led me to where I'm at right now. And what I do with my women, because I think it's very important. You can, I'm not saying you can't have a weight loss goal, I'm not saying that you cannot lose weight when we work together, but I want you to understand why that is so important for you. And I want it to be for the right reasons. And I want you to be able to love yourself. Now you can still want to change your body. You can still want to change your body, but you have to feel confident in the body you're currently into. And you can do that in other ways other than weight loss. Yeah. Whew, I yeah, I love everything that you just said in a such a great way t- to help people, right? I love that you brought it to the how you help them, how 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 you help them understand their why and why it's important to understand the why. As you were talking, I I could feel energy of sadness in my body, right? Like in for me, I can feel those feelings of um in my head or i just had this overwhelm of just a sadness thinking of how this is so pervasive in in our culture and and i love that you that you are dedicated to helping people 
break the break the cycle break the cycle um because when we're talking about that question of when do you remember your first time dieting right that's a personal memory and the the psychological research and evidence shows us that things like this things that are distressing and traumatic sometimes our generational carried on our genetic makeup so we're not just carrying the sadness and the pressure for the personal experience of like when you were 10 or when you were 12 or whenever it was for you that you can consciously remember it we're carrying that from our from like you said our moms and our grandmothers and our aunts and our you know generations and generations there is that aspect of carrying that pressure that stress that trauma for for whatever it is that is is there and today we're talking about this as um focusing on the intergenerational cycle of dieting um but it can be for any aspect of of experience and so really for me that part of it that we've talked about before of what's another piece that we can help people with to heal heal and grow and transform is and break the cycle is compassion right and i love how you said you know it's not I'm not blaming anyone. It's not my mom's fault that I did a, did the South Beach that I right. you know followed her model. Similarly, I'm right, I'm recognizing for myself compassion for my mom and my grandmothers and even hearing all the women in my life, um mm -hmm. clients and friends and family and just people wherever that I talk with of how that how negatively we can talk about our bodies and it's we don't even notice it sometimes mm -hmm. yeah and it's a lot of the time can be like i said it's no it's no one's fault right everyone has their own stuff that they're going through they say things but then it carries on to our little voice like oh okay well if my mom feels that way about her body how does she think about my body or like mm. someone you know what i mean that also mm -hmm. comes up a lot sure um, and then it's just that like recognizing, like you and I have always said, awareness is number one. It's like, all right, if you've never really noticed how you talk about yourself in your mind, like that's, that's number one thing. It's like, all right, what are these little voices in my head saying? Like, what are the, I am statements that are coming up? What is this mm -hmm. inner me girl? <laughs> I always say like, the yeah. inner me, what is she saying about me? Like, what are you saying about yourself? And where did these thoughts, these ideas come from? And I think a lot of the time it is that generational thing being passed down to you, right? Because I think about even my Nana, right? Like, and I, I've asked my mom, like, who, who hurt you? <laughs> like, who really said negative things about your body to you when you were growing up? And she could name people, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, that was passed on to her. Those thoughts were passed on to her. So I've never really talked to my Nana about it, but I'm very curious too. Like, where did your thoughts and ideas mm. about yourself come that you have to say things to me about yeah. my body? Right. And I feel like we've all grown up in different times, but the one thing that is consistent is really how your body should look mm. and that, that opinion on that. Yeah. Yeah. And just, yeah, absolutely.
my mind went to even just how mean kids can be, right? Thinking back to not just my own, when my own hatred or displeasure with my, with my body contributed to being, being mean about other people's bodies, right? Like, so being able to recognize and take responsibility for the things that, how we've contributed to it in our own lives and also potentially in other people's lives, right? Like making comments or, um, or just even, yeah, making comments that were mean or harsh about other people's bodies or in general, that is something that we can change now, changing it about ourselves, changing it about others. Um, one of the things that I, I try to do, and it's, it's hard, it's hard is not, you know, commenting and on something other than what someone looks like, what their appearance looks like. Like instead of when you're greeting your friend, like, oh my God, did you lose weight? Right? Like that question can be so, we think that it's, we think we're, we're, our society trains us to think that that is a compliment and recognizing that even as a compliment, it can be harsh and negative, right? Yeah. Oh, you look so good. Did you lose weight? And it's like, did I there's such a exactly the message <laughs> underneath that is in order to look good or to look like you're happy it has to be connected to your body right size yeah body size body shape yeah but and taking think, responsibility yeah yeah absolutely and I think like um I, I just using my own experience is like when people made those comments when you did lose the weight in the beginning you're like uh, I don't really believe you, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you know, so like really that that's in itself is like, you can't even really accept a compliment because you don't believe you maybe look a certain way or deserve to feel that way. So that's something to recognize as well as, um, Oh, I just lost my train of thought in sense of that, <laughs> but what did, what popped in your mind that I was just yeah, I was just kind of thinking, uh, oh, the comment you were saying about um, uh, your weight being, or that being associated with how you look, your weight mm. being associated with like looking good, right? Yeah. So then as I, after I was competing, that's what came into my head of like, once I started gaining weight back, because that's normal, <clears throat> um, everyone was like, you looked so good. Mm. You look so good you know, you know, are you maybe gaining a little bit too much weight? Like you get all those backhanded compliments then too. And then that also sends you in a spiral. So yeah, I mean, I think that comes back to like, just being okay in your body and feeling confident in yourself right now and learning how to do that. And I think that just, I think a big thing with confidence is learning to trust yourself. Oh so, yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, that in, in itself is like, all right, well, if you're not feeling confident, you're probably not feeling very trustful of yourself, um, right. that you can trust yourself to make the right decisions with food, what to wear, like think about indecisiveness, things like that. Like those are things you can start doing now to feel confident confidence. You know, I think people just get it confused that it's when you, when you look a different way and it's not the case. Yeah. And as you're talking, I, I want us to 
be giving, what can you do right now, right? Like that first step that you talked about is awareness and also recognizing that there's not a quick fix for any of this, right? Like that, and that's the part about dieting that is, keeps that cycle perpetuated is that we think, okay, I'll just do this for five days or I'll do this for a week and then I'll be like happy. And it's a quick fix. It's not ever going to last long. And I love that you focus so much on sustainability, which means something that is going to last forever, right? At least a long time. And, um, and just, yeah. And I think that, that you have to put the work in, right? That's the, that is the bottom line that I talk about here all the time is it is a journey. If you're thinking that you're just going to wave a magic wand and it's going to, your life's going to change. It's not, you have, but you have to start somewhere. And that's the, the, the encouragement today is starting somewhere. Yeah. And I think with that all being said too, is like, like you're saying the quick fix things or something you can do for five days and see like all these magic results, you know, there are absolutely programs that Mm -hmm. you can buy that will send you the food packets that you can mix with water and eat and drink. But if that version, if you can't see yourself doing something for longer than a week or 30 days, it's not the program for you. Cat's meowing. (laughs) Sorry if you can hear in the background. Um, But if you cannot see yourself uh, drinking the shakes for every single meal, if that does not align Mm. with what you value in life. And I, I like to go into this too, of like, what are your core values in life? And something like for me, it's like connection. It is growth. It is being authentic. Like, and you know, adventure, being able to travel and do these things. So if I'm on a diet where I have to eat these packaged foods, I can't eat with my family. I can't go out to the restaurants on the weekend. Um, I can't travel because God forbid, I don't even know what's going to be at the resort for me to eat. You know, none of that aligns with my values and what I value in life. So that diet is only going to last so long. Then you have no idea what to do. You're more confused than when you started. And now you have to start another program all over again. And I think that's where that never ending diet cycle starts and ends. You know, like you, if you're not doing the sustainable thing, the long-term thing, if you cannot see yourself doing this diet, this lifestyle change for more than a month then it's going to fail. It doesn't align with you. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's something I've been seeing a lot too, with a lot of the, the programs that are out there right now, you know? Yeah. I love that. Um, again, we, we line up very, you and I (laughs) very, um, (laughs) very well on these things is that aligning your energy so your behaviors and your thoughts and how you talk to yourself and your emotions and where you invest your energy where you invest your time your money your resources all of that all of those things if it's not based in something like your values your vision then 
it's not as it's not going to be as meaningful right and it's going to you're going to fall off track you're going to get off track you're not, you're going to feel confused and frustrated and angry and so in that in the um, realm of pursuing self-awareness deepening your your self-knowledge about who you are what where what are your values? What is your vision? What are your goals in life? Connection, love, joy, balance, those kinds of things. If you, if you don't know that, then it's, that that's going to be really tough. That's, and that's the part that we're, that we're, that both of us focus on in our work with, with the people that we work with. Right. And I think that's something like, a few years ago, if you asked me, what are your values? What do you value in life? I'd be Mm. like, I don't know. (laughs) So if you're listening to this and thinking that, because it is like maybe a new concept or maybe it's not because you listen to Liz's podcast. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But if you don't even know your core values, if that's something you've never even heard of, or maybe you haven't thought about recently, I, I challenge you to start thinking about that and like thinking about what are my core values and what in every area of your life is it, is your diet, is your exercise, is your job, is your partner, whatever, do they align with your core values? It all goes together, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think if you don't know that and you don't even maybe have a vision for yourself, if you've never sat down and thought about what, like, does the best version of me look like? What, how does she wake up in the morning? What is she doing? You know, like, how is she talking to herself? Um, does she go to the gym? Is she going for walks? Like, if you start thinking of that, like, what kind, where does she live? What's her dream job? Like, how is that <laughs> best version of you? If you don't have time or take the time to think about that and play imagination with like, all right, this is like the best version of me. This is what she's doing. You just wrote everything down that you could want in life. So how can you start taking that aligned action to become that person too? There's always something you can be doing to get one step closer to your best self. I love that. Absolutely. Well, you know, I love vision. So (laughs) yes, again, we, yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, And I think that's a great, these are great tips. So as you listen to our episode, you're hearing things explicitly stated of like, try this, try journaling, um, identify your core values, deepen self-awareness. So you hear these things and we're, we're telling you these things and also implicitly, um, there are things that we're saying without specifically saying, do this, do this, do this. When we talk about the things that we have done, right? That when we talk about things that we have done, things that we help our clients do is that we help people understand themselves better. We help people understand what, what does it mean when my head hurts like that? And I, I, what's that headache? What's that? Ooh, I have those butterflies in my stomach. What's happening in my body? What does that mean, right? deepening that self-awareness. What are my values? Like if you just hear that word and and value, core values, and what pops into your mind, right? Start making a list of things that you value, people that you value, people that you admire, what do they value? These are ways to start this work. These are little steps that you can begin today. The vision I love so much, um, we, we, we talk about vision all the time here. Do you have a vision board, right? I have like 17 of them. 
somewhere. Vision board's all <laughs> over the place. Kyle, that's sitting yeah. right here. <laughs> and create a vision board. And at, at minimum, what you said, I love another way to do it is if, if you're not into vision boards, um, write down that a day in the life of that ideal version of yourself, right? Whether that's tomorrow, five months from now, six months from now, 10 years from now, envision your ideal day, your ideal self. What are you doing? Who are you with? What are you wearing? What is? What are you eating? What are you drinking? Where are you? What are? What's around you? Um, you know, what are you? How are you engaging in life? Um, and these are things that we're, we love to talk about because they're all they're all a foundation that we can use to say, are my actions lined up with that? Are my actions, is my energy, what I'm spending my time on lined up with my values, my mission and my vision? Yeah. And I think like something I like to do too with myself or with clients or whoever, you know, you can do this too yourself is just, you know, once you have an idea of these values and who you want to be and what you want to become, I challenge you also to just audit yourself a little bit. Mm, I love that. Yeah. My one coach that I was working with, uh, had us do this and it was very eye opening. So Mm -hmm. what you do from the time you wake up to the time Mm, you book. Yes. Yep. Notebook, keep your phone, whatever you want to do. And like literally by the minute, like, okay, I woke up and I went downstairs. (laughs) bathroom. I made coffee. I sat on the couch for two hours. Okay. Well now you're like really getting to the the nitty gritty of like, okay, this is like really my life. I'm actually wasting so much time at at night when I could be, you know, the best version of me journals or meditates every single night. And I'm watching Netflix for two hours. That's an area we can start like, okay, maybe we'll do one hour and start adding in that meditation. And then it's like that builds confidence too, is like, you are proving to yourself, you're already that person, Mm -hmm. but you have to stack up points to that, that person and just prove it. Yeah. You have to prove it to yourself and align with that. The more you believe it, the more confident you're going to feel. So I always say too, like, think about those, those inner mean girl thoughts and what they're, what she's saying. And like, what do you want to feel instead? And how can you prove to yourself that you're, you're already the things yep. it's just a little bit, you got to do a little digging. <laughs> yeah. I love that audit self audit. We, we, I call it an inventory here, right? Really just checking in where I haven't done it every minute of my day. I, I don't, that sounds like, Whoa, I don't know what I would find out. <laughs> But right. Um, It can be overwhelming. But yes, in a similar way, taking inventory of what exactly what what you said, where are you putting? Where are you putting your time? What are you what are you spending your time, money, resources, energy on right now in your life? And, And and if it's working for you, great. Keep it up. That's the thing. Because maintenance in life sometimes can be really tough. Um, Just recognize and giving yourself credit for the things that you are doing well. That is another really, really helpful strategy that we use here is 
instead of always coming at yourself in an audit or an inventory or whatever it is and self-awareness of like, oh, I got to change this. I got to change that. It's like, hey, what's working? What's working for you really well right now? And let's build on that um, because that is those are, are strategies that help the sustainability, help the longevity, help you align yourself with your values and your vision. If you can say, oh, you know what? I do this really well. I'm really present when I'm home with my family. I'm shutting off work and I'm, I'm really being present right? Or whatever it is that you can identify. And I'll, I invite the listeners to do that now. Think of one thing that you can be proud of that you've accomplished or that you can identify as a strength. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And it's just start, start thinking about the little things that you could be doing to become that step above in yourself and, mm-hmm. you know, doing some time to think about, all right, where are you doing really well? How can you incorporate more of that? And if you're feeling like, oh, I'm not really doing great here, what is one small change that you can do to make it just a little better or swap it out or change one little thing and just focus on one thing at a time. Don't change. If you start changing everything at once, like if you start changing, you know, all right, well, I have to wake up at 5 a.m. now and I have to get 90 ounces of water. I have to work out seven days a week. I have to do this and that. It's like, yeah, you could have a really long list, but can we just pick one thing, focus on one thing. You don't have to change everything at once. And the long-term sustainable result is going to come from the small little changes that you're making in your daily life. Um, so I think that's really important, you know, and that's, that's why this is a sustainable program, not, you know, me giving you a meal plan is not going to do anyone any good. So it's a learning experience about yourself and your habits and your lifestyle and how to make small sustainable changes for long-term sustainable results. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that part when you said you have it in you right now. Um, that I love that that concept so much. It fits really into a resi- the resilience factor. So when we're talking throughout this episode of the impact and the influence of generations and generational trauma or generational experiences, I, I also love to in that in that realm bring up the fact that we have generational resilience as well intergenerational resilience so our our society our culture our family our ancestors have that have given us the tools the power the ability to align with what is what is the meaning of all of this and that you have that in you right now you don't have to wait for anything to happen you have it in you now and you just you have to tune in you have to stop and pause and able to in in order to recognize it and to see it and then to say whoo i do have that i do have that strength and i can implement that right now in my life to feel to feel happy, to feel healthy, to feel balanced and connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it just takes awareness. Always the first step of mm-hmm. like sitting with yourself and being comfortable, being uncomfortable, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bit. you know, yes. it's never, once you start digging into this on a different level, no one wants to do it because it's un- very uncomfortable and to see like what emotions come up or 
you know, sit with yourself in those emotions, you know, you want to kind of just escape that and talk to someone else about it or get someone else's opinion, but like really challenge yourself to tune in with yourself, your awareness on your own thoughts and your current, everything that's going on in your life. Just be a little bit more aware of that voice in your head all day that's going on, you know? So I think, what was I watching? I, some little clip popped up and it was like, we have, uh, however many thousand thoughts a day, 80,000 <laughs> thoughts a day or something like that. And it was like 80% of those are negative a lot wow. of the time. Mm-hmm. So if you can tune into even that little voice that's going on in your head and what they're saying to you and what these words are and how you're talking to yourself, that's a good way to start making progress in, in any way, just becoming aware. Yeah. Awareness. And I would add to that, which we've talked about before as well as community, right? Support, finding the place that people are going to support you, finding the community, finding connection. Um, And that's something that both of us, again, we align very well on the fact that we, in our lives, our experiences with um, these kinds of issues, other kinds of concerns that we've, we've talked about, help us to empower others to find the way to do it, find the way to build self-awareness, find the way to um, see the resilience, find the way to see the strengths, find the way to make changes when they're necessary. And for me, 100%, that has to be done in connection with other people who are in line with that as well, right? I've built built community for myself. I build community for my clients. I know that you have a huge community um, that you also lead and you are yourself and authentic in. Um, And I think that that is another piece of this is encouraging the listeners to find your community, find your space, because we can't do this all by ourselves. We just can't. It's not how we were designed. We were designed to be in connection with other people when we're in healthy relationships that empower us and support us and encourage us. We are better for it. We feel better. We do better. And um, so that's just another piece that tell us about the community that you have created and where, where we can find you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm trying to keep up with all the stuff going on on Instagram. You can follow me there. Um, it's that.rd.cat. Uh, but my Facebook group, I have pretty good community going in there right now. So for that, uh, that's called mindset and metabolic restoration for women. I'm like, wow, what is that name? Mindset <laughs> and metabolic restoration for women. So you can find me on Facebook and that group, I do a ton of like free trainings, free masterclasses, yes. challenges. Um, and just, it's a great community, like to, for people to post if they're struggling, post their wins, you know, and build a little bit of community that way. And then if anyone is ever like feeling really lost or confused, or maybe no one really resonates with this, that is home with you, you know, like maybe mm. your friends are not on this same path and maybe your significant other doesn't understand what the heck you're saying and no one's really understanding. That's where you can always reach out to, I'm sure Liz or myself, 
Um, and you know, say you're struggling somewhere. We're, we're here to listen. So I always say my DMS are always open to hear what's going on. And if you ever need to talk to anyone, like I'm always here for that. But yeah, if you want to join in the free community, I have a free challenge coming up very soon. So (laughs) there'll be a challenge going on there. Um, so yeah, join the community. Yeah. I, I, and I think it's absolutely important for us as professionals, as you said, is reach out, find, find us a space to talk about these things. And on my website, um, drliz.com, you can click on resources. So if you, if something in our talk today, maybe brought something up really painful for you that you would like to talk to a professional and you need someone in your area, um, there's resources there for mental health clinicians across the country and beyond so that you can find someone if if therapy is something that you feel like would be really helpful for you in this in the social media realm that's not therapy right like it's support and it's encouragement and there's training and there's education and there's connection so depending on what level of of connection and support you need we have all of those resources for you between the two of us and on our on our pages um please do find community find connection um and and if it's not with us we can help you find where that is because we recognize the importance of being in connection with sometimes a professional who can help you and also community of support of other people who we're all human we're um we share in these in these um life experiences the good the bad the ugly (laughs) the ups and the downs and so um yeah we hope that this this was helpful for you today yes i think i think there were a lot of good points so hopefully it was helpful in some way shape form and you took something that you can start thinking about whether it's your thoughts on yourself whether it's how long you have been dieting, why we've been dieting, the best version of you. We've talked about a lot. We did talk about a lot. Yeah, (laughs) we definitely talked about a lot of things. Um, You can find all the links for things that we've talked about um, and where to find Kat in the show notes as well. So please go check that out um, for more resources and connection. Thank you so much for coming on here. I have so appreciated this. The time flew by. We went over, we went over time. Um, But no, this was so great. And stay tuned because Kat and I have some fun things in the works for more offerings and more programs. We've collaborated a couple of times now and we, we continue to, we can, I could talk for a couple more hours for sure about all of this stuff. We just really skimmed the surface on this and we recognize that there's deep dives that that are helpful when we talk about our our health our wellness and starting you know starting somewhere mm-hmm. yep goes much deeper so yeah. yeah we got a lot in the works i think <laughs> all right well that is a wrap thank you so much for listening to the empowered by design podcast i invite you to share this episode with someone that you love someone who may really be helped Um, encouraged, inspired, empowered by what we talked about today. And come find us, connect with us. We would love to hear from you. Tell us what you learned, what you loved um, 
about the episode and what you might want more of. We would love to hear that. I also must say before we go, because I know you mentioned your Instagram. If you are not following Kat on Instagram, you have to because your reels are amazing. I love them so much. Yes, your your real game is on point. Um, very and and the things that you talked about today, I love how you. Um, there's so many different ways for us to achieve our goals, right? And and to even demonstrate the the impact that what we're talking about has on our life, right? In our work, in our business, in our family, in our relationships. Um, but I love how you do that, not only here in, in talking about it, in the workshops that you provide, the programs, but even in those real short little um, reels, right? It, it, there are some powerful, you know, I, I've, I've just loved loved watching them and I can't always can't wait to see the next one that you do. So follow Kat and um, check her out and and be inspired. Yeah, thank you. Yes, come follow me on Instagram, join the Facebook group, whatever you want to do. But like I said, my DMs are always open. I always love to connect to everyone. So reach out and let me know if any of this resonated with you today. (laughs) Thank you for listening. And I cannot wait to connect with you again. Take care. Bye. Thank you for connecting on this episode of the podcast, Empowered by Design. For further connection, subscribe to my email list at drliz.com to be sure that you are in the loop for exciting news, events, and resources. You can also follow me on social media at drliz and at Visionistas by Design. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast And send this episode to one of your people in order to share the love, spread the power. This podcast is designed to inspire, educate, and empower you to pursue your dreams with intentional vision. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute for psychological treatment or a working relationship with a licensed mental health professional. For more information on connecting with mental health resources in your area, visit drliz.com and click on resources. Thank you again for connecting. And remember, trust the heart, work your vision, dream, design, deliver.